Marhaba, and welcome to the Matrix Greenfield, where real people connect. Hello and welcome back to the Matrix Green Pill podcast. I am Namita Thakkar and today I'm happy to introduce you to an internationally acclaimed businessman, entrepreneur, investor and business strategist, Saif Al-Hakim. Saif's journey is an inspiring tale of leadership, marketing excellence and entrepreneurial success. And we're excited to have him share his insights with us today. Saif, welcome and thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you very much. Thank you for the amazing introduction and thank you for having me today. Awesome. To start off with, could you please tell us a bit about yourself and your background? I'm an Egyptian based in Dubai. Started my career in corporate line. Used to work for Samsung Electronics for over 10 years. And then I switched to entrepreneurship and family business in fields like the real estate, holiday homes, hotels, restaurants, gyms, and coaching and mentoring lately. So this is safe in a nutshell. Okay, that's quite a journey. So your career has taken you to different corners of the world, I believe, from the South Korea, Russia to the UAE. Can you share some key experiences or insights you have gained from working in such diverse markets? Actually, I worked in like four or five countries and lived actually four or five countries like South Korea, Turkey, Russia, UAE, Egypt. Actually, being part of an international culture or being exposed in different cultures actually shapes you in a great way. Let's put it in a way, it shapes the person in a perspective how to deal with different people and how to deal with different cultures where we're actually all exposed to in the modern world. So being lived in these countries tremendously helped me to propel my career trajectory, I would say. As the founder and CEO of Saif Al-Hakim Group of Companies, you do have your fingers in various sectors, like you mentioned, from real estate to mentoring, health and fitness. So how do you manage to balance these different industries and what drives your interest in all of them? One of the main things to succeed in general is we tell people to focus. And then when somebody sees that my fingers in different businesses say that, where is the focus? The idea here is very simple, that you never start, I would say, a couple of projects. You start with one. You put it on the right track, you have the team that you delegate to, and then you move to the next and next and next. This is, was my way of doing things. So I start a business, then put the foundation, put the management team until it starts to turn into a profitable business. Then I move to the next one. You also can see that majority of the business that I do is more or less complementary to each other. First of all, it strengthened my position in the market. Second, the synergy between the two business or the three business units is quite strong that the managing team or the team that I'm delegating to able to carry the work. What is the driving factor be besides or behind all these businesses? I mean, I know they are interlinked to each other, but you had this passion for, say, health and fitness or real estate. How did it all come together? It started when I was in Samsung, I would say, like, let's go 10 plus years. I was in South Korea and the time came that I have to move back to Egypt because I'm originally an Egyptian. And at that moment, I didn't want to go back to Egypt. I wanted to stay in the headquarters and gain more experience over there. And my reputation within the organization or the headquarters was very strong. So I thought I can stay wherever I want. Then I had a meeting with the HR representative where I told him that, okay, I'll be staying the headquarters because all the executives and the VPs and the presidents want safe to be in the headquarters. Then the guy said one thing that changed my trajectory in life. He said, like, safe, put your ego down a little bit. I can replace you with an empty chair in two seconds. This thing shocked me in a way, but at the same time, ignited in me a thing that I would never be replaceable. In whatever aspect of my life, talking into a business perspective, I always develop myself and develop different opportunities that will maintain my success 
And I said, maintain the success because it's easy to succeed. It's hard to maintain. So these were the pillars that propelled me after working in Samsung as a corporate. And if you tell me, okay, why these particular fields? Of course, I do feel some connections with it. Health, it's something that the fitness in general or uh, bodybuilding, it's something that I have in me that I like. I like to work out. Real estate, it's a type of investments that I personally believe in. The touch of the asset, it's something that I personally believe in. The restaurants, it's the lifestyle. So it's something has to be related to me in a way. I can't work in oil and gas, for example. I have totally no touch with it. So I chose the business line that uh, resembles me in a way. Correct. So you've been both a corporate executive and an entrepreneur. What motivated you to transition from a Fortune 500 corporate role to entrepreneurship? I know you did mention about not being replaceable, but what has been the biggest lesson you've learned along the way? And how did this whole transition take place? You reach a level that it's either you're building your legacy or building somebody else's legacy. I worked in in Samsung for over 10 years. Samsung is a great organization and I learned from it a lot. I also did a lot for this company. So why don't I do it for myself and for my family and for my beloved ones? You reached a level where your growth is actually limited. When you reach a CMO position that your growth, it doesn't exist anymore, I would say. You become stagnant and I'm not the type of person that um, I can't stay in a comfort zone. I need new challenges. And I think that's one of the entrepreneurship DNA. I can't stay in a comfort for quite long. Having all these together made me make the decision to start my own journey. The transition, I'm sure, was not easy, right? What have been the biggest lessons? I'll tell you the story and how the emotions that I had at that time. Transitioning from a corporate executive to, I would say, an own business, own run business was extremely difficult for the first six months. The emotions was as follows. I thought when I'm coming from a corporate background and an executive position that I can turn sand into gold. So I thought that anything I can do, everything can be achieved. And with the scale of own business versus a corporate, I thought it's going to be an easy game. Totally not. It's a totally different ball game where I felt lost. And I would say I lost part of my confidence. I lost part of my self-worth. I reached levels where I thought... Being an entrepreneur is not part of my DNA. I got whispers in my ears, maybe say, go back to corporate. You were, I would say, a superstar over there. Why don't you continue the corporate life? It came a moment that I really woke up in the middle of the night and I went to uh, the bathroom and I looked at myself in the mirror. I saw a person that I absolutely don't know. A person who was down, zero confidence, self-worth was nothing. One time it hits me that, okay, I remembered my family. My big why is my mother. I remembered my mother. I remembered my family. I remembered my beloved one that I really care about, that I will let them down. And at this moment, I couldn't hold myself. So I took a vase and I broke this mirror and I said, I will never see this person again. And from there, I completely transformed to an entrepreneur because an entrepreneur versus a corporate guy, entrepreneur has what is called a street smart rather than an educational smart. And I had to develop myself in this area very strong, which means I studied like a student. After being a corporate exec, going back to studying, and I mean street smart studying, being mentored, being coached, being trying everything possible in my hands to get things under my control. And I would say it really shaped me to the person who I am now and actually impacted the business extremely good, like expanded the number of countries where we're operating, expanded the industries where we operate as well. So this was a transitional moment and a pivotal moment in my life that I had another save that emerged 
That's why I love the Phoenix. You emerge from the ashes that burnt you. Absolutely. So well said. And what an inspiring journey and so real. I think all the budding entrepreneurs can take inspiration from this, can relate to your story. And I think the biggest factor was that never give up attitude that took you to where you are today. Some great insights there from your experience. I'm sure our listeners will definitely get some great inspiration from your story, Seth. So moving on, it is impressive that you have been named today the Man of Influence 2023 by the Global Excellence Assembly and recognized by Entrepreneur Magazine as one of the top 10 entrepreneurs in the Middle East. What do you think are the key qualities that have helped you achieve this level of recognition and success? Of course, we know the answer now listening to your story. But yeah, I would like to know from you. At the end of the day, you are doing something. And when you're doing something, you need to achieve a particular level of results. I never back down on something that I do and something that I believe in. And I would say one of the greatest skill set that I have is I never give up. But not in an idiotic way. If it's something wrong and it tested that it's not worth doing or all the factors around it is wrong, that there is no need to say I never give up. But once the foundation is set, results are coming. No matter it's going to take a year, it's going to take 10, results are coming. So I believe being a result-oriented person, having the persistent and never give up uh, mentality and attitude. And one more important thing, I'm always on top of my game. This means what? I'm always well-educated well-informed by everything that happens around me in my field of work or my field of interest. So the result emerges from these things. So important, you know, to be aware, to be well-informed. And how do you do that? Like, are you like a lot into reading and stuff? I have a couple of hours per day. It's like a religion for me to develop my skill sets. Sometimes I say I like to be like a sponge. I like to absorb Exactly. Absorb as much information and knowledge related to my current goals, skill sets. I have goals. These goals are split into skill sets that needs to be achieved. To be done, the goal to be achieved. Every single day, I have to sharpen my axe on these skills in order to reach my goal. Because I always like to say one thing. We're all humans at the end of the day. We're all souls. We're equal as souls, but we're not equal in the marketplace. In order to succeed in the marketplace, I have to have an edge. I have to be an A player. I have to be the master of the game that I am playing. And that's happened with personal development. Amazing. So inspiring, Seth. I know you are a mentor to entrepreneurs at the American University in Dubai and also a member of the Young Arab Leaders Organization. So can you just tell us more about the importance of mentorship and giving back in your career? How has that shaped your personal and professional journey? I'll tell you one incident. It will reflect on what I'm doing now and what I'll be doing even in the future. When I was in Samsung, I come from a culture that continuous education is not that important, which means once I have my university degree, I'm set and I'm finished. And at that time, I had a colleague who was in my position that I took. He saw a spark in me. His name is Gvensh. I hope he hears this podcast. He's a Turkish guy, a great mentor to me. That guy simply taught me what his personal development is. And he was the guy mentoring me down to the smallest thing in business, in corporate life. And it made me reach to sit on his seat. I saw the importance of the real guidance and helping others can change the life of a person. And since I saw it happening to me, I wanted to make it to others because this guy was not in a way afraid of me taking his place, though I was extremely low level. He would never imagine at one day I'll sit in his place. He never thought that I will take his place. He never thought I had this, you know, some people have jealousy thing and envying thing. 
He gave it all his heart. I still even have the first piece of paper he gave it to me maybe back in 2010 with the list of books that I have to read. And he kept mentoring me until I saw the value of personal development and, you know, as an individual as well. Once you see something working, you capitalize on it. Then I start to expand in this. So that's why I really want to make the same thing that happened to me accessible to other people as well. And you feel the fulfillment coming from it. I had read a very interesting quote about mentors. It goes something like this. Without access to mentors, many of us are not prepared for the game. It's as if we are playing soccer on a baseball diamond. And I thought that's so relevant. So you get a sense of direction when you meet someone, when you talk to someone who's been through that journey. One more thing, when people tell me, okay, I have goals, but I can't reach them. Now, it's extremely easy to reach your goals. Because what you need is simply have a goal, see whoever reached this goal, because you're not creating the new uh, NASA. So see whoever created this goal, model that person to the smallest detail, call him, write him, let him mentor you, read his books, watch his videos, and you have a roadmap. I completely agree. Seth, in addition to all these various roles that you play on a daily basis, you have also created the Alpha Movement. Now, can you tell us a bit more about that? The Alpha Movement is a movement that is very close to my heart. Why? Because I am extremely, I would say, irritated by what I see around. In what sense? People are not living to their full potential. People are having so much limiting beliefs. People are so much comparing themselves to other people. Not just comparing, but comparing the wrong thing. Comparing the different points of time versus your point of time right now. Getting lazy, getting too much comfortable in what you want. You're getting so materialistic. You don't want to achieve something of value. You want fast success. Success doesn't come fast. If success came fast, it goes fast. That's why when we talked in the beginning, we said, I mentioned maintaining success. I'm not interested in a lucky person who got success once and everything is gone. Maintaining success is the game. This is what the Alpha Movement was created to help people or to craft real alphas and craft alpha businesses as well. And this is done on different perspective or on different pillars. One of them is an, an online training platform that where we meet, we coach on a regular basis. The second is a book series. The third is an alpha magazine. We have an alpha mag, uh, it's a personal development magazine. We have also a podcast where we interview CEOs, entrepreneurs, where they can inspire the audience as well. It's a mix of pillars that really help people ignite their potential and reach the goals that they put for themselves. So you've also been described as a global authority on business leadership and marketing. Can you give our listeners a sneak peek into some of the key principles or strategies that have contributed to your remarkable success? I know some of the stuff that you said before, like being persistent or never giving up. But is there any like key principles or values that you would like to share? I would only share one thing. And if our listeners listen to it and try to implement it in a way, they will 100% succeed. We live in a world that competition is everywhere. In whatever you're doing, there is a competition. The key to success here, it's a little bit tough one, but you need to create a niche for you that is no competition for uh, versus you. You need to compete in a market of one. And this one is you. Even if the product is similar to something else in the market, you need to craft your own market and be your own competition. If somebody really listen to this and rationalize what I'm saying and put it into action, whatever the product you have, which is similar to whatever in the market, try to think about the proposition, try to think about the market and try to position this product as no competition. And this is all an, off an offering game. 
Well said. And that's such a unique, I don't know what you say, but a unique uh, principle, I would say. So thank you for sharing that. Absolutely. And it makes you really unique and it makes you really successful. You know, like the blue ocean strategy, the red ocean strategy. Otherwise, you're in the red ocean. Just, yeah, correct. As a highly sought after strategic advisor, you work with multiple leaders, companies around the world. Can you share a memorable success story or maybe like a transformative journey where your guidance had a significant impact on a business or any individual? I'll tell you one example. It all comes to your unique approach to whatever initiative that you're doing. Your unique approach means whatever you're trying to do, try to do it different. You don't need to be a copycat or I'll have to uh, amend this or be a copycat, but copying the right cat. So let's say, for example, during my time in Samsung, Samsung had a very big problem in competing in the luxury segment. The one dominating the luxury segment was Apple, iPhone as always. The task from the executive team was say, simply we need to find a way to compete in the luxury segment. And that's an uphill battle if I really went head with Apple. Turned the playground around. I had to survey the whole market, understand what this luxury means for the Russian market. So I understood the luxury means what for the Russian market. I understood it is the phone has to be black, has this kind of thing. Ta, 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 ta. I created a totally new phone that came into the market and competed neck to neck with Apple. And it's called Samsung Galaxy Black Edition. And at that thing, not only penetrated the luxury segment, it was even launched in like 20 plus countries. It paralyzed the competition, they didn't know how to respond. Try to be innovative in a way if you're trying to win in the market, try to be innovative in a way, not just going ahead with what is traditional. That's so true. So lastly, living in Dubai, you are at the crossroads of various cultures and global trends. How has living in this dynamic city influenced your perspective on, say, business, entrepreneurship and life in general? I love this question. Before Dubai, I've been living in different countries. Different countries means like Turkey, Russia, Egypt, South Korea. These are all predominant locals. Locals means like the country people. Dubai is the first country that I come in where it's a very diversified, multicultural environment. What Dubai gives me, gives me a full perspective of my vision and long term. This is actually, you can see it embedded in the whole city means by the rulers, they already have a vision 100 years down the line for Dubai. So living in this kind of dynamics or this kind of country or city, it broadens your vision as well. This is one thing. The second thing is being surrounded by a multitude of people that comes from different countries, different experiences, different backgrounds, different religion, different ethnicity. This does not only propel your career, but change your perspective in a way. And I would say change your perspective in a way in a better way. You become more creative. You want to up yourself because since you have all this, the competition is extremely high. So it pushes you to propel you higher, to deliver better results, better services, even for yourself. Definitely. It is such a diverse region that, you know, the kind of perspective, like you rightly said, or the experience it gives us is on a much broader scale. So thank you for that, Seth. And now we have come to the segment of our show, which is like a version of a game show. We call it the rapid fire. I'll be asking you some questions. And as the game is called rapid fire, just whatever first comes to your mind, please answer it. Are you ready? 100%. Let's go. Your favorite book on entrepreneurship or business strategy? Blue Ocean. One piece of advice you would give to aspiring entrepreneurs in the Middle East? Never give up on your dream, on your goal. If you could have dinner with any person, dead or alive, who would it be? My grandmother. Oh, 
Oh, that's nice. What's your favorite city for business? And three words on why. Dubai, infrastructure, law, and diversity. You were super good at this, Sef. Thank you for that. So before we wrap up, we would like to ask you the big green pill question. Could you share an inspiring or a life-changing experience that you have gone through, which is your green pill moment? I'll share two because the first, I already said it. The one when I transitioned from corporate to personal business or own business, that was a, an extremely transitional moment. The second moment is, I hope that people can get the lesson from this. I grew very fast in corporate life, extremely fast. I was the youngest CMO, the youngest uh, fast-paced track promotion in Samsung as an organization. And at that time, my ego hit the ceiling and above the ceiling even. And it cost me a lot. And when I say cost, means a lesson learned. My advice to people with this, always put your ego into check. Always check on your ego because it will really blind you. So this was a transitional moment that made me recheck my ego, see what's going wrong and calibrate myself moving forward. That's what another one. Amazing. I mean, to see and to recognize where you have kind of stumbled, I wouldn't call it a mistake, but where you've stumbled and gone a little off the path is in itself the biggest lesson. So that's amazing that you learned something from it and you're applying that. And that's your advice for our new generation who are looking forward to making a career in this city. So thank you for that, Sef. Thank you for sharing your incredible journey with us today. And really, your story is very inspiring and compelling. So I have no doubt that our audience will greatly appreciate this conversation as much as I have. Thank you. And before we say goodbye, Seth, could you tell our listeners where they can find and follow you? I'm on Instagram. It's under Seif Hakim. So it's S-E-I-F-E-L-H-A-K-I-M. That's on Instagram platform. And from Instagram, they will find links to my website, my YouTube channel and other platforms as well. Perfect. We are going to put this in the show notes as well. So thank you very much for joining us today and wish you all the very best was an amazing thank you very much if you enjoy our conversations please like and subscribe see you next wednesday